Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Well, so Greg, in the studio, we're back today. Yes, we had we, we've got someone who just walked in. Um, it's Paul Campbell, and he came in with with sweat dripping off his face. He came came in, uh, you know, huffing and puffing because it sounded like he had quite a story getting here, which oh, means amazing. I I think you probably came from somewhere far, far away, like Fredericton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just got running water there last week, so it was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah. And oh, you want to know? I just came from the gym. Ah. Actually, good life. I, can I say that here? Oh, yeah. Well, you I can went say, to the gym. Oh, yeah. You, can, you, can, you know what? You can swear. You can do whatever you want. I mean, this is this is this is total free flow conversation. Oh so man, this you got you got. I can't lib- mention names or anything like that. I can make someone look shitty. I mean, but anyway, <laughs> um, I had my get this. March 1st, 1989, one year after the day that I came out of my coma, I was 126 pounds, my broke back was broken in three places, my heart had stopped three times, my lungs collapsed, I was paralyzed on my left side, in diapers, and I had brain damage. Now, I think I'm smarter, but that's only my opinion. Opinions are like assholes, everyone has one, right? So I go to the gym, At I couldn't do a push-up, I could barely do the bar, and now... I rushed down here to St. John from Fredericton after teaching grade one and grade five in the morning. I'm a school teacher. I'm an educator. I'm a mind molder and shaper. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I used my Google map yeah. and I found out I was going down the street one way to the gym and the, I got pulled over and the, the police officer said, that's one way street. I'm, but I'm only going one way, officer. <laughs> nice. And how do you respond? He, he, he kind of chuckled and he said, you know, you go, go the, the other way, way. <laughs> going the wrong way. And I said, okay, well, I'm just looking for the gym. And I, so, and I went, he said that way. And so I went that way. But then I said, I got to, I said to myself, I have to find out where this 17 St. John Street is. Yeah. And I got my little map, but my phone's dead. The battery's dead. Oh, no. And my charger doesn't work on my phone because that's a shit show anyway. But, um, <laughs> I, I see this guy stand there, lean up against the house, looking at his phone. I saw, I just say, hey, buddy, do you know, do you know, uh, you know where St. John Street is? He goes, you're on St. John Street. I said, okay, I'm just looking for that place that does the TED Talk, you know, podcast, whatever. And he goes, well, I just did one. I Come said, on. no, no, honest to God, the guy who just had in here at about one o'clock or one round, and he said, he said, yeah, I'm, do- I'm does just he have a, done. A beard? Yeah, 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 big guy. <laughs> Big guy and uh, and um, Mark. yeah, Mark and uh, I gave him my card. So so I'm um, he, he's saying so you just did a TED talk. How was he? He goes awesome. The guys are pretty cool. He, and I said, well, where are you going? He's I just called a cab. I'm going back to work. I said cancel the cab. You tell me where there's a gym. I'll take you where you want to go. <laughs> nice. So his gym is right across from his work. The Good Life gym yeah. is right across from his work. Yeah. So I go down. <laughs> oh my God! I'm, and 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 so I'm trying to find a parking spot in St. John's, like a shit show. You can't get around. <laughs> and like going down a one-way street with cars on each side. I said, Oh my God! So I gotta. Yeah, I know. I'm a little hyper, but <laughs> no, I, I've, 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 I'll get to that anyway. But. So he said, yeah, squeeze in there. And I squeeze in there. Yeah. And while I'm squeezing in, he jumps out of the car 
He runs up. He says, I'll, I'll put a tune in for you. I said, well, yeah, that would probably cost about eight bucks for a cab. You were ahead of the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and you know what? Mark, Mark is for, uh, works at Enterprise St. John as an economic development officer, so uh, he knows all about this. He knows yeah. all the tricks of the trade. Oh, so, man. so, but can I, can I, so I gotta, I gotta, we gotta, we gotta back up a little bit so the listeners know who we're talking to and what we're talking about. And my one fear is, we don't get to the real meat of it because we'll have all these. Because I can tell this man can tell a great story. So <laughs> I'm just going to state that, okay? So we, because Paul, what we do is we do half an hour interviews. Okay, and, tell me when there's and, and, ten minutes left. Yeah, okay. So, but I just want to make sure you're there. So, can, so what happened was, um, I get, um, you know, I live in this world where I get tons of emails, and I got this email from you, oh, yeah. uh, and I was part of a group, and I don't know how I got on there. And you know, like, and, I, and we. This is the first time we're meeting. So I read the email, and I went to myself, or actually, I went, <laughs> should I open this email? Because you know, and then I said, well, I'm kind of interested by the title, right? And it was, it was the title. I think was related to your book, which is Good Night, Paul. Yeah, Good Night, Paul. Living the dream. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and I thought, you know, so for whatever reason, I clicked, and then I started reading, and you know, and I, I, I loved, I love hockey, and I played hockey, and and there's a real beautiful hockey story here and there's references to for our Canadian listeners to like Don Cherry, you know, and Ron McLean, Chris, Chris Hatfield, who's been on this podcast, yeah, by the way. Oh, he loves me, man. He talks about me. He should be the next man for prime minister. But anyway, That's he a- thinks I'm the best thing since sliced bread. But so, anyway. So I responded and I said, hey, could we ever get you um, on our podcast? And you said, yeah, when? And also, So that's how we got you here. So I've got a, I've got a lot more information uh, on you and, and about you and your book <laughs> than Greg would have. And the listeners would have obviously so maybe back us up so what you, you were a big hockey player you started hockey you started skating at 16 months 16 of age. months of age photo in the book proof is in the pudding right there right my mom was a figure skater my dad was a goalie he was a little different eh? so yeah. <laughs> um so i started skating at 16 months played minor hockey all the way up i was cut from the peewee rap team was devastated so i got pissed off and i i didn't quit i got i said you know what my dad and I put lights on the pond. Pond is about 500 feet from my house, yeah. or 200, 300 meters yeah. for all these you know, metric people. Yeah. Um, so my mom would call me out for supper. I love my mom. She'd call me out for supper. I'd say, give it to the dog. She would give it to the dog. Literally, she would tie it in a doggy bag around my dog's neck. I would call him down and practice, not have to get off the ice, and practice while I'm eating so I wouldn't miss out skating, right? (laughs) So I became absolutely phenomenal. The next year and every year after that, I was getting better and better and better and better. I led the team in scoring in high school, went away to play junior, played junior in Ontario, was drafted number one in the free agent draft for the Kitchener Ranger Bees, and and I had an invitation to go out to... to, um, to, uh, can I mention an asshole on here? <laughs> you know, uh, Graham James? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, 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 the, the oh, bad yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sent us a letter Swift, said, Swift yeah, Curry, Mr. Yeah. Mrs. Campbell, send out your boy, we'll look after him. Yeah. And I was excited. My parent, my brother said, no, you're not going. Yeah. I didn't know. He didn't know, but it just was too far, right? Yeah. So I went to play a year in Kitchener. 17 games, no goals. I was going to be traded. I thought, oh, my God. So then, boom, the lights went on, and I led the team scoring there and then. We got knocked out of the season. I said, what am I going to do? I got a letter from the Peoria Riverman of the, the IHL, which was St. Louis Blues Farm Team, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I said, wow, I'm 18. I'm kind of small. I don't know. Then I got a call from UNB, the University of New Brunswick, the Reds. They weren't as good as they are now. They weren't nearly as good as they are now. But they asked me to come play for them. So I said, that's it. I'm done. That I'm going to go four years. I called up Peoria, and I said, listen, I'll be 22. I'll have my education. I'll be smarter than a whip. And I'll be bigger and stronger and better and faster, and I'll make the team. 
And they said, okay, you're on. So fast forward to the UNB, go leading tie for the team, leading scoring. Christmas night, visit my brother. Happy news. He's getting married everything. I call my parents 1 o'clock in the morning. I say, don't worry about it. I'm driving. I'm using my crowd drink, which is how I made it through high school. I drank beer in water bottle, look in a, a beer water in a beer bottle because yeah, yeah. it's dark. It looks like, yeah. and I wouldn't let anyone have it because I was afraid of getting mono. I would tell them. Yeah. So I, I could chug it like a machine. Oh, you could, so you could stay straight. And, oh man, and I'd get all cool. the women, all the guys would be drunk, and all the women would be there. Oh my boy, I'll look after you, baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, um, oh my God, it's like um, so. I uh, they get I call I wish them Merry Christmas and tell them I love them and I and I'm driving. Yeah. And I uh, there was a commotion. It was Christmas night, having a good time, singing oh Yahoo party, you know, jingle bells and all that. I woke up the next year in another province, fell out of bed, landed on my left side, smacked my face on the ground. I thought, oh shit. Someone's got a big practical joke. Someone's going to get a big... I thought it was a practical joke. I didn't feel anything, right? I was in a... I didn't know I'd been in a coma 51 days, and I didn't know my back was broke, except when the elderly elderly nurse would twist me around to give me x-rays. I would swear at her and call her with this, that, and the other thing. Because when you have a brain injury, I have, believe it or not, a brain injury, <laughs> that you... You, your, your lack of inhibitory controlled yeah. it, section of your brain is damaged. Yeah. Yeah. And I swore a lot. And I would, I punch my dad in the face because he was exercising me while I was in a coma. Exercise, I love him. He's awesome, and he exercised me every day for two or three hours. You know, my, and I think he got he got more workout than I did. But <laughs> I came out. I was 126 pounds. It took me a week to learn how to walk again. Then my doctor, Doctor Peter Fraser, who is the best doctor in the world. Little plug there for you, Peter. Um, <laughs> he's gonna retire this year too. He. Um, said walk to me and i walked across the room it was the longest 12 feet in my life it was like a 14 mile run and he said now walk back i said you asshole <laughs> i thought that was it and then i felt like i ran ran so i got out of the hospital on march 1st 1988 roughly and i went skating that day and I had a brain injury, right? I said, I told my mom, no, no, I can skate because I skated when I was 16 months. I can skate better than I can walk. I thought I was absolutely amazing. I went down on the pond. My mother had the beta camera on the video, right? Uh, uh, uh. I don't know what the mood ring that did. Uh, uh. But um, <laughs> I thought I was absolutely skating like I was going like, like I was, I was flying. Like I was going to call the coach of the UMB hockey team and say, listen, brother, keep a spot, man, because I'm there. But then and you watch the video. Then I watched the video and I shit my, I shit the bed. Yeah. I cried. Yeah. I cried. I was, I was devastated. I thought I'll never play again. But I tried for about eight years. I practiced with the UNB and they were kind enough to let me do that. And I can play. I look good. If I get dressed, I look. I'm I'm six feet, two hundred twenty-five pounds of flying steel, sex appeal, cracking egg in my ass, fright in the sun. But when I try to move with the puck, I'm just I'm not. I don't have the the ability to maneuver. Right. The right. Lot, it takes hockey is I think the most phenomenally difficult game to play because you're doing everything that football and baseball do, only five times faster, and on blades. And you got guys trying to kill you. Yeah. Not kill you, but literally, yeah. but yeah. trying to make you we, part of the we, boards. Greg and I have we. I make a lot of references to hockey, and this is part of what's beautiful about having you here. But it is a tricky sport, and it's, it's the most unfortunate thing about the sport is that a lot of people 
um, don't get to enjoy it because you just have to have this m- money is one. You're, you're, yeah, and also just the this climate. base of a ba- climate. Yeah, oh, good point. Yeah. And you know, just it takes a long time to develop foundational skills. You know, but but Greg, like you're hearing Paul's story for the first time. What's coming? Well, what's coming I to mind <clears> for you. I still don't know what happened. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm getting to it. It's a build up. You know. Oh, this, you know? Is, this is a, a master storyteller here. Well, no, no. But what, but what was what was the event that happened that caused the coma? Yeah. Well, maybe that. You... I was. Remember, I told you I was in. I called my parents. Said I, I, I was love getting them. to it. I was stuff. getting to it. Everything's gonna be okay because I'm using the crowd drink. Using the crowd drink. I get in the car. Everyone gets in the car. I say, "Get your seatbelts on." I put my seatbelt on. I'm driving. Uh, all of a sudden, someone screams, "A dog." And then I don't know what happened after that. Okay. To be honest, with so you. it was a car, a car crash. Someone pulled the wheel because it was a dog. It was a, <coughs> yeah, yeah. And and I unfortunately my uh, my uh, best friend Frank he lost his life. And I think about him every day, and I think about his parents every day. And it's part of life, right? Mm-hmm. You, there's a, you get a lot of things thrown at you, and it's 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 not so much the shit that you get thrown at you. It's how you deal with it, right? Right. Right, and uh, I I started back at university. Oh, I I also lifeguarded. Came out of the coma March, April, May, June. I went. I did. My mom took me swimming. My dad took me swimming. I used to swim the whole length of the pool underwater because I couldn't move my head because my back was killing me. I had broken in three places, right? And my spinal cord wasn't severed, but the coma was a lifesaver because it gave me two months to heal my body. But I was weak as hell. I could like you know. I couldn't even get an erection for a couple of days. Like it was at, when you're 19. When you're 19 <laughs> and you're used to having women, you know, be be a lot of, like like you because you're a hockey player and because you're not a bad looking fella. You know, it looked like someone did the hundred yard dash in the fifty yard gym, but it's it's all right. You know, it's it it's okay. <laughs> Where did you come up with all the lines? Where did they come from? Oh, the lines, man. This is all about when I was playing hockey. We used to have, it's it's a it's a not a shit show, but it's a. Everyone would get into fights, you know, like yeah. word fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. You could think of yeah. all this. It's like stuff. rap rap battles. Like uh, rap battles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Like, you know, you're so ugly. Yeah. Not like, no, not, but it was, I just. Mom jokes. I love the inter- interaction. <laughs> that's what I miss about Hawkeye. I love, I love the road trips and where I would frequently lose a lot of my paycheck on the road trips. But, uh, you know, I just, I miss the camaraderie. I miss. I miss the fans. I miss the... Oh, the one guy come around to me. I was playing, I think it was Ottawa. Um, this guy comes, big guy comes up to me. He says, you're an asshole, Campbell. You suck. I said, oh, really? He goes, yeah, man, you're a fucking idiot. And I said, well, I, I don't mean to swear, but, you know, that's what he said. That's, that's <laughs> verbatim. I'm quoting him, right? So <laughs> yeah. it's not me. It's him. Uh-huh. I said, okay, what's your name? He goes, Bill. I said, do you know my name? He said, yeah, you're Paul Campbell. I said, do you know where I live? Yeah, you're, you're from the Maritimes. I said, you know what? I and, and how much did you pay for you and your family to come watch me play in a bag of chips, can of pop? You know, obviously he had a few bags of chips there, tubby, but, you know. He said, oh, I don't know, 25 bucks. I said, guess what? I wouldn't pay you shit to watch you do anything. You paid to watch me and come down and talk to me. You must feel like an idiot because you look like an ass. And, and uh, you know, I wouldn't pay him. I'd pay you to do my lawn, but I wouldn't pay it. Otherwise, you're an idiot, man. And he went back to his seat. But anyway, it's. Uh, I just think it's it's an amazing thing when you can have that much of an effect on someone. Well, it's it's like professional wrestlers, like the wrestlers. Like oh, man. That whole thing about it's awesome. having, ha- having the marks in the audience who are just, 
yelling like horrible things to the wrestlers. Like, they, no, is that, is that they, call them, they call them marks? Like, they're called marks. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So marks are like mega wrestling nerds. Yeah. And yeah. they get right into the story. And like they, almost to the point where they believe <laughs> that that wrestler was, like, you know, is as evil as he is in the ring. And yeah. Playing yeah. The same, the same yeah, game. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's like, you, you, I said, you know, I don't know squat about you, but that's okay. But, but it's a, it's a good for my ego too, right? I'm not gonna lie to you. I loved it. That's I I loved when I watched. So, so you derived a lot of a lot of your you know like you talk about ego from from this, and then all of a sudden it's all taken away from. I you. know I couldn't even wipe so, my ass or get an so, erection. It was like so, so how holy. did so how did you how did you like how did you get through that? Like, okay, fast forward one year, almost one year before the accident, I was at a going away party at my friend's place, and I told the boys, I I didn't drink that much, and I actually had. Three, three crowd drinks, but I had a real one in there, too. A couple of real ones thrown in there, too, so I was kind of loose-lipped. Um, I said to the boys, boys, I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen to me within a year where I'm going to be tested like I'd never been tested before. Whoa. Never. And so they said, oh, go away, you're drunk. And I said, oh, okay. So the night we went to go from my house, which I live right across the airport in Lincoln from the, ho- from the airport, I broke down in tears. My mother said, what's wrong? I said, I don't know, but I'm going to be tested. Something's going to happen. I'm scared. And she goes, great with you. You're foolish. So we're on the plane. It's funny because we had to cancel. They had to move us to St. John because the road, the runway was too icy. We get there. I get on the plane. My mother grabs me and looks like she said, oh, my God, where's your St. Christopher's medal? I said, well, I left it at home because I don't want to lose it there, right? St. Christopher's medal is a patron saint of yeah. travel, right? Yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, nothing's got to happen. She goes, you're going to get one from your brother. He has two of them. So call my brother on this big honking ass cell phone like the size of a loaf of bread. It was freaking amazing, man. Because I've never had seen a cell phone before, right? And it's like, wow. And I had chicken wings in Ontario too, first time ever. That was freaking amazing. But um, <laughs> we uh, we called my the friends there and they said where they were. So they dropped them off at the party. So my mother said, yeah, don't drink it. You know, don't get in a car with someone. You know, the usual mother thing, father thing, right? So I called them up. Everything's okay. Have the accident. I'm repeating myself, but I want to make it real known that it, it was it was an accident. And I wake up the next year. I was hit a tree, and uh, I've been to the gym. Started. Mar- I wasn't allowed to go to the gym for the first year, so I started back at school and I did lifeguarding. And I used to swim. I told you underwater the whole yeah. length underwater. Yeah. I got up to eight. I got up to eight lengths in a small pool underwater, and it was amazing. I passed the lifeguard test, and. Uh, was a lifeguard for, uh, you know, a couple summers. I started back at school in September. I couldn't see the board. I was on medication. I used to fall asleep eating breakfast. I had to live in town because when you look, your heart stops, you have to wait a year, and then you can have your license back. Right. So I drove, and I waited a year. I lived in town, walked. took me 24 minutes to walk from Charlotte Street to the gates. I got it down to, like, 8 after that. I, 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 I'm a good walker, <laughs> so. And then I started back at the gym, and I, I, was, I couldn't do a push-up, and now I can do, like, 6. No. <laughs> well, you, you, well, I'm sure you can do a lot more six by looking at you. But, you know, so tell us about, like, this book's been really inspirational. Oh, the book. So the book is Goodnight, Paul, The Journey to My NHL, Living the Dream. Bingo. Awesome title. Whoever thought that was brilliant. I, th- I, th- I think maybe you did, actually. Ah, uh, yeah. And he's a very good-looking, <laughs> smart guy. Yeah. But Goodnight, Paul, period, The Journey to My NHL, capitalized My NHL, exclamation mark, Living the Dream. I am living the dream because I can get up this morning and I wipe my bum. And you have to realize, and I get my energy from toxic attitudes and negative people, right? I'm going to save the planet. 
because there's a whole lot of negative people out there and take their energy, suck it in and use it. The title, I kind of vacillate off topic, but the title, The Journey to My NHL, it was my publisher said, I got to change the title because the NHL is going to squawk. And I said, okay, my NHL is my national helpers league. Okay. Tell me that's not the best thing that since sliced bread. That is clever. Oh, Paul, you, you've got your ways loophole around oh, uh, legal man. issues. Good work. <laughs> Bazinga. There you go. It is available on Amazon. And I have my Facebook page, which is absolutely brilliant, where I'm appraised and you know, idolized by Don Cherry and Ron McLean and Chris Hatfield speaks about me. Yeah. He is awesome. Yeah. The, well, what, what are they saying? What did, what, what, what's, they're they're what's saying that books should be called Never Give Up. Okay. And um, Chris Hatfield, I had, I had I spoke with him for 10 minutes last year, uh, April 2016 in UNB. Right. And I thought, well, he just, I'm just another one. That, you know, yeah, there you go. Shook my hand. So big, big audience, big lights go on. Then he starts talking. Then he says, oh, by the way, Paul Campbell has an amazing book coming out called the name of it. Good night, Paul, the journey to my NHL, living the dream. And he talks about my, my 51 day coma, my broken back in three places, my heart stopping three times, my lungs collapsing, my head going through the window and causing my brain to bounce off the right side of my skull, which inadvertently paralyzed my left side. I learned a lot about biology from this too. Bet, yeah. And, um, and I'm still paralyzed. A little bit, but it's good when I take a shower and I get scalding hot water, I just turn left and I'm, I don't feel it, right? So, and then when I hammer something, I hold it with my left hand so I can just hammer it <laughs> and it doesn't hurt, but it hurts when, when there's blood. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I just, it, my mom and dad, my dad kept exercising me. That's why I'm here. Yeah. So, what, so, you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this and we got a lot of people that are facing adversity and adversity, you know, is kind of different for every person. Yeah. Um, you know what, like when, you know, never, the never give up kind of attitude, like how, how, what, what advice do you have for people that are maybe listening to this right now and they've got their own big challenge issues, right? And, yeah. And their own, their own battle. Everyone, and, my basket's not bigger than anyone else's and your basket's not bigger than anyone else's. When I went to university, it took me like six years to get my education degree and you study for an hour. I study for four. I would go to the library, Harry Irving library, Friday, Saturday. Saturday day, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, Sunday day, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. And in between that, I would go to the gym. I would have an off-campus meal plan so I wouldn't have to make my own food or do my own dishes. And I would stuff my bag full of food and take it home for the week <laughs> and load it all up. But I love the food at university anyway. Um, advice. What, what advice would you What give? advice? Well, I would have to say find something. I took an education degree, so I did my student teaching, right? Yeah. So I, I do my student teaching and John Church was the guy who said, do your student teaching at my school. I said, oh, I, I, I can't, but I would, but I, I've been already assigned to school. So I went to the school, the school I went to, and I walked in, and after nine days, the student teacher said to me, my cooperating teacher said, I wish I had a girl student teacher. I said, what? I said, why? He said, well, I want to take my kids to my cottage. I said, but that, how does that have any bearing? And I said, I don't understand. He said, well, and you're trying to do this stuff with the lesson plan. I've been using the same lesson plan for 10, 15, 20 years, he said. I think it was that. And I said, well, well, things, it, technology, things change. He goes, no, nah, you don't have to. It's all, you know, use the same lesson plan. You don't you overthink. I don't know if he said overthinking it, but he was probably a good teacher. But when he, when he said that to me about wishing a, 
I was a female student teach cooperating teacher uh, student. Strange thing to say. Yeah, and I said, well, you know what? I'm done here. Yeah. So I walk out, and this was I I'd, I'd been absolutely motivated and driven to do that, and I was so pissed off. I went to the gym, and I worked out, and I, <laughs> my life is all about timing. And I'll tell you an amazing story after this. But my, <laughs> when I get to the gym, guess who's on the bike, bicycle beside me? John Church, the guy who says, do your student teaching here. I go, he goes, what's up, uh, John? He goes, hey, well, how's student teaching going? I said, I'm done. He goes, what do you mean? I walked out. He goes, you mean you quit? I said, well, not. I quit the school, but you know, I want to teach. He goes, good, you're coming to my school. So all about timing, brother, right there. Yeah. Yeah, and I met uh, another teacher there, and he said, yeah, Daryl Morrison said, you know, come to our school. And I said, yeah, there How you go. How long ago was that? Oh, 1992. And so you're, and you're, and you're, so your vocation, your teacher. You well, teach. I'm, a, I'm a teacher. I'm a ski instructor. Mm -hmm. I'm a motivational speaker, guest lecturer. I'm a dad. I'm a day trader. I'm a landlord. <laughs> and I'm the happiest man alive. And you're, and you're the luckiest man alive. I am the luckiest man alive. And, you, and you're a phenomenal storyteller. And I'm well. phenomenal, but I have such an in intensity. It kind of frames a lot of people. <laughs> not, not the boiling point. No, nor the boiling point. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, no, no, no. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> they love it. And the only, and I, what, I, what I say my fear was at the start? That we just we'll don't run, have enough time. Run yeah. out of time. Well, listen, you can always roll, roll back. Oh, you can get a hold of me. This is for the people out there. <laughs> You can check it on Facebook. That good, I know I'm going to repeat myself, but good night, Paul. Period. The journey to my NHL colon living the dream is that. That's my website. You can also order the book on Amazon. Same title, same name, same good-looking author. It's right there. It's an amazing story. It is absolutely. I can't wait to to read the book. I and mean, we're seeing the book. And right you know here. what? It's a beautiful looking book. You know what? Oh my my my. This may even be a gift. Is it a gift? Or, sh or is it? Yeah, I'll you. give you a gift. No, 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 don't, don't feel like you have to. I'm just okay. I'm give just me ten bucks for it. It's yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, read the back. Read the back. That's a deal. You give me fifty percent discount. I'll just give oh, you twenty bucks. No, 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 no. That's American. That's twenty six. You're getting a whole lot better than that, brother. <laughs> hey, read the back. Who's the publisher? Strategic Publishing, and Strategic that's my books publishing rights. Co. That's right. Strategic is awesome. Right. Tom is awesome. They're yeah. they are awesome people. And my Bonnie Clark, Dr. Bonnie Clark is the best thing since sliced bread. Heather Sowalski is absolutely tremendous. And uh, you got, a lot, you got a lot of fans. That's what I noticed. So what happened was we would have this back, like I would just see some some um, some emails going back and forth, and 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 uh, this fan club you have around you would be commenting on stuff, but replied all right. And all right, yeah, cool. very, cool, cool. very cool, very well, cool, very cool. I mean, it's it's like um, how much time do we have left? We got we're, we're we, on the we're on the three minute. Uh, and, and we were supposed to give him, we were supposed to give you the ten minute, but we gave him the three minutes. Oh man, three minutes! I can do a lot in three minutes. <laughs> man, I'll be good, but I'm Go fast. Eh? <laughs> Shh, I shouldn't say that. Although I'm I'm lying about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you reach me by calling me at five oh six or texting me. Texting probably is the best. One five oh six four five one two eight zero two. I have a uh, iPhone, so I can block if you get. Rude and nasty and all that. <laughs> toxic. It's all about toxic. If you're toxic, I'm going to get so much energy from you. Anyway, I, you know, I just, I feel so blessed. And I, I got to thank you guys are awesome. I mean, I got, oh yeah, my, when I got here, I was going, did I tell you about that? No, I, I want to hear that. I this place. I, so I, I'm in St. Oh, John. Oh yeah, you saw Mark Breen. Yeah, I saw Mark. <laughs> and he was looking at his cell phone. I said, hey, you, do you know where that 17 
Yeah. St. John you, Street, you, you as you said. You took us through this one. You took us through this one. Did I say yeah, it on yeah, here, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, we were actually yeah. recording. We were recording uh, at the time. Oh, listen, man. okay, this, this, so this, this, this is a good ender. <laughs> this is a good ender. Um, you just gave your phone number. What What would you want to say to people who, to, who want to get in touch with you? Why are they getting in touch with you? They might be getting in touch with you because they've gone through a massive trauma and they need some advice yeah. or inspiration or they just want to hear some hilarious and awesome stories. Yeah. What do you want people to get in touch with you for? Oh, yeah, well, because, man, listen, I went to this bullshit, and then my brother passed away three years ago, and his last text to me was, Paul, I love you. You're the best brother ever. Get off your ass and get your book done. You got a story to tell. It's done. It's done. He's up there on his ass, having smoking a big hooter. Who, I don't know what he's doing. He's RCMP officer. He's probably not, right? Hint, hint. But anyway, um, just you can email me in lowercase, paul.campbell. P-A-U-L dot C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L at U-N-B dot C-A. I'm not a doctor. Well, some people call me Dr. Love, but, you know. <laughs> you know, it's it's it. I just feel really good about life and yeah. about how you can. Paul, we're in the greatest country in the world. We are, man. Thank you for Thanks, taking Paul. the time to come all the way to see us. We're, we're really honored by that. I'm going to send a e-transfer to you because I never have money for your book. Um, if it's American dollars, then we'll do the, the, the <laughs> make sure I get the key. Um, we're going to get this out. And I think this, this could go pretty oh, wild. Movie. It's talking to CBC. I'm talking to a couple of people, one from Toronto and PEI. Yeah, yeah. I think this, they got that movie, The Goon Out. Who yeah. gives a shit about someone fighting and all? I can yeah. fight. I got beat up a lot of times. Yeah. I don't write a story about that. Yeah. But this book is going to be, the story is going to be amazing, man. Because, because you know what? Do you know who you're talking to? This is the guy to talk to right there. Filmmaker, Greg Hemmings. You are a filmmaker? Heck yeah. Well, giddy up, cowboy. <laughs> Come on. This, this is going to be amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's a Canadian story and it gives people hope. You know, I was told, like, my parents were told I would probably never walk, talk, or tie my shoes again. And I wiped my ass this morning. It's a good day. And I tied my shoes. Uh, th that, you know, that has to be the T-shirt as well. <laughs> like, I you can wipe your ass, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul, thank you so much, man. Oh, man, you, I'm sorry if I swore and I offended No, no, anyway, always I offend anyone. Little, yeah, yeah. explicit sign beside the iTunes download. It's all good. Oh, yeah? I didn't and, swear that. And, and No, you're not at all. And, and I find that, like, a lot of people, like my son... Who 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 just has this way of turning off his ears if I ever throw an F bomb around him, you know? So so well, any listeners that were offended, you know, I'm sure they. Just I don't think muted. I said the F bomb, did I? No, you'd be fine. No. You were all good. I, no. Okay, I am an educator, and I think kids are yeah, they're amazing. The kids growing up today, they're kinder, they're nicer. They know how to do. It. I would have been a whole lot of hell, you know, hell, you know. I would have took a negative, negative people naked, changing in the shower, posting on Facebook in two seconds. I'd be out of school. <laughs> Man, it's awesome. On that note. <laughs> Paul, On that thanks, note, I buddy. really appreciate it, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com. And on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, Visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hi, 
Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favourite podcast app.